to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, two extremely excited people, Anthony and Moose. What's up? Hello! I told you they were excited. <laughs> we're coming to you uh, thir- Sorry, Monday night. I get my Thursdays and Mondays mixed up when poor quality teams are playing. We're coming to you Monday night during the hey. Chicago-Minnesota game. Um, so far, a lot of mistakes. It looks, seems like a college game. So many mistakes are happening out there. Anthony, well, you have anything to say about that? Your Chicago Bears? Well, you know, it's always rough watching them, but I will say that my dynasty league, I needed Correll Patterson to give me three points. He did way more than that, ladies and gentlemen. He returned a kick, and in this league, we get return yards. And he got the touchdown, and he's rushing the ball, so can't complain. I win yeah. this week. So I'm in a playoff spot now. that much, especially because you had to rely on Corduroy Patterson to score you points to win on a Monday night. Hey, eee. it's a league with return yards. And, and David uh, Montgomery true. is out. David Montgomery is out, which means he's going to run more. Makes sense. It, very true. These are all these are all points. These are Facts. all points. Um, but I think Foles and Cousins look like they're competing for worst oldest quarterback who should be forced out of retirement the first uh, uh, in this I w- game. I will say this. The two interceptions, well, one was a fumble by Rudolph, so it wasn't Kirk Cousins' fault. And then the interception wasn't his fault either. So the first half looked pretty good for Cousins. It's just the turnovers are killing them, but it's not Kirk Cousins' fault. He's moving the ball. This is how inept the offenses are. There's been four turnovers uh, total and they've resulted all in field goals like their midfield yeah. or turnovers in the other in your opponent's territory and you can't turn it into six points that's what annoys brutal. me the most when you can't can like when you can't score a touchdown on a turnover when you're in the like red zone pretty much yeah, that that's capitalize. just poor football gots to capitalize moose what are you drinking tonight bud um, well, I, I was in the process of moving into my house. And so the, um, the 50 pack of Heineken has been unearthed and there's still like 40 beers in it. Oh, <laughs> boy! Nice. So, so, I'm, so I'm drinking a Heineken. boy. Anthony? Um, for me, the second in my rotation, it's a Coors Organic light beer, 90 cal. Uh, your your beer rotation is worse than the running back rotation for the Chicago Bears. Wow, that's 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 all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> wow, Ryan just, Nulls in just... the game. Lamar Miller out of retirement uh, behind uh, take the take the snap here, and it's he two gets running backs half a yard behind a receiver in Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson comes in <laughs> instead of snapping it to him. They turned around. Punted it to him, and he got positive yards. I'm drinking a Phillips Blue Buck. It is one of the classic uh, Vancouver Island beers um, out here. Look at it. Beautiful. Just a, just a beauty beer. The Blue Buck. All right. Guys, um, yeah, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. It rains a lot. It rained pretty consistently hard all day today, and it was miserable. But it was nothing compared to the Monsoon Bowl that was the Baltimore Ravens and New England Patriots Sunday night last night. What did you guys think of that game? And is there what fantasy relevant points are there to talk about? 
I hate everything. That's what I hate. You hate everything. This game. Jacoby Myers God. might be the, the quarterback solution in New England. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Jacoby. God damn. Or Jacoby? Jacoby. Jackal. Uh, it's a jackal. Um, yeah. No, what, what I will say about this game, because the league that I won because of Cordero Patterson, basically I should have won last night. I had Mark Andrews, I had Lamar Jackson, um, and I had the Baltimore defense. I guess Lamar Jackson didn't do too bad because of the rushing. Mark Andrews didn't hit double digits again. So if you drafted him early this year, huge disappointment. Um, and if you played the Baltimore D thinking they were going to do well, you got screwed. So, but speaking of Mark, speaking of Mark Andrews though, and of course this is unfortunate, but we had suggested that Nick Boyle might be uh, coming to take his place, but uh, he has suffered a season-ending knee yes. injury, I believe, torn and, ACL, and that's that's one of many on what's turning into a long list for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, their left tackle, uh, Staley, Staley or Stanley. Um, Calais Campbell, their uh, offseason acquisition on the D line, um, amongst others, they're they're suffering for sure uh, from yeah. those injuries, and it, it hurts. It hurts. They're not big fantasy names because they're on defense or O line or whatever, but they matter. They're important. Hey, it makes a difference if you drafted the Baltimore defense. I mean, oh yeah, it's yep. a great piece to have on your team. Big time. Yeah. In terms of rushing, Mark Ingram came back. He saw five rush attempts. J.K. Dobbins had five. Gus Edwards had seven. Gus Edwards was the best on the ground. And then through the air, not much there. Gus Edwards had two targets. Ingram, two. J.K. Dobbins, two as well. Gus Edwards looked like the best back out of the three of them yesterday. What is yeah. that what you guys thought? Well, yeah, and we said – I believe we said – I had him as a starter. I don't know if we put it in the post, but he was one of our starts. And I was saying he was going to do better if Mark Ingram wasn't there. Mark Ingram was there, and he was still the best one, which wasn't like his fantasy points weren't exhilarating or anything. It didn't win. Yeah. Any and with Lamar up. Jackson, like Lamar ran the ball 11 times yesterday, which is fairly typical of him, 55 yards. So that when you have three running backs sharing the load – after Lamar Jackson takes his cut of like 50%, it's not great. So Gus Gus is going to get the most because he gets the most yardage per carry. Um, but other than that, if they're all healthy, it's one of those running back by committees that you might want to steer clear of, to be honest. Uh, how about on the Patriots side, guys? Um, <laughs> Moose already joked that uh, Jacoby Myers had that uh, touchdown pass that <laughs> looked better maybe than Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton, 118 yards, one TD. Um, he did rush for a touchdown again. He seems to save some weeks with that. Um, but Damian Harris, 22 rushes, 121 yards. That's his third 100-plus rushing yard game. What do you guys think of this Damian Harris character? Well, he runs violently, but he might have sustained an injury. Uh, so you got to keep your eye out for that, which is yeah, why I, I think uh, Burkhead started getting more work. Yeah, I don't think he's uh, – I mean – I don't think he's anything special. You know, I think he'll have his games. You don't? But he, I think he'll have his games, but I don't think he's he's your guy. Like I don't think you should lean on him. I mean, at this point in the season, yes. I mean, if if that's all you have, since there's not much else on the waiver wire. To me, to me, the only thing separating Damien, a healthy Damien Harris, uh, for, and the 
you know, the running backs that are in like the, the RB two territory, maybe even high end RB two is red zone opportunities because Dean Harris's yards per carry are fantastic. His volume's fantastic. And like Anthony said, he rushes really well. He gets extra yards after contact three, 100 plus yard games. Remember he was injured for the first part of the season, think three or four games, but Cam Newton gets all the rushing touchdowns in the red zone. So that's what hurts him. If you got one touchdown with these hundred yard games each time, he'd be, he'd be a great option, but. And and that's the thing, like this is the first time we've seen this with the Patriots and Moose can, uh, confirm that because he's the big Patriots fan but I would say that this is the first time we've seen like a running back get this many carries 22 carries when they still have like James White Burkhead there Sony Michelle's coming back I think Damien Harris is who they thought Sony Michelle would be or mm-hmm. I think they do want a lead runner like a a, a guy to pound it in kind of like a LeGarrette Blount and then kind of have <laughs> Blount what Blount <laughs> Yeah, Larry Blunt, um, uh, James White, Burkhead there, Sony Michelle. So I think they just need somebody to go to to get like the the difficult runs in. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. They're they, always they going to change it up. They're always going to bring in. Go ahead, Mr. Yeah, I was going to say they also have no receivers right now. So you know, take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Fan- fantasy wise, I'm looking at the box score. Only Jacoby Myers was the uh, was the only receiver to make catches. All the other receptions were from running backs. And Rex Burkhead had two receiving touchdowns. Yeah. Four so, four yeah. receptions. That's where that's where New England's tricky. They're always going to bring in sexy Rexy or James White to cast to pat to oh goodness to catch passes out of the backfield. I worked it out. Um all right. Anything else from that uh, New England Baltimore monsoon bowl? Uh just that if you banked on some Baltimore guys to win you your season, you failed miserably. Well, I was yeah. I, I, I was I was thinking about this, and everybody's always on about Bill Belichick and his uh, you know ultimate plan. And mm-hmm. I think the ultimate plan was he always knew that Cam Newton sucked, but he took him on the team so he couldn't be accused of like absolutely sucking, of tanking. Yeah, but I, they won the game though. They I know. Baltimore. I know. They won 23-17. We didn't mention that part. So now they're they're not even that far from the playoffs. Like I have a feeling New England squeaks into the playoffs. The thing is, Dave, I'm I'm not Bill Belichick. So maybe I've just discovered one level of his plan. I'm sure there's five or six more levels. It's multifaceted, yeah. Yeah, like I'm sure it's not <laughs> as simple as, you know, we'll we'll take this very injured, you know, ex superstar and he'll be our quarterback. And I think um, for them to make the playoffs, Dave, like just uh, mentioned real football here, I, I think they got to win two of their next three. And they play Houston, which is very winnable, but you never know with Cam Newton. And then Arizona and the Chargers, then the Rams. Well, the, Chargers, gotta... the Chargers are experts in losing. Right. And Arizona's vulnerable. Like they took a Kyler Murray yeah. miracle throw to win last game. So, And then they play Miami. Miami and Buffalo week 15, 16. Like Miami is looking go. pretty good. Miami might ruin it for them if Miami Maybe. keeps winning. Maybe. But I mean, like right now it looks like a wild card spot is a six and three record. Gets you in. There's many teams at six and three, and they're at four and five Patriots. They're not they're not way back. And they beat a good team in Baltimore. Anyways, gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we're heading into week eleven. 
and uh, we want to talk waiver wire. On by in week 11, just so our listeners are aware, the New York Giants, the San Francisco 49ers, the Chicago Bears. I don't think people have a lot of fantasy people from those three teams, and then that are not that are healthy, anyways, and then the Buffalo Bills. So those four teams are on by Giants, 49ers, Bears, Bills. Um, so you're going to have to look to pivot away if you have Allen Robinson, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, people like that, um, or one of those defenses. There's a couple good defenses in there. All right. We ready to talk some waiver wire? Absolutely. All right. Who is the first name you guys want to discuss on our master list? Oh, boy. Um, I mean... None of them are really exciting. I would well, say. yeah. Let's well, let's let's start. You know, by sort of what we discussed here, it's important to note that at, at pretty much at this point in the season, your team should be like ninety five percent built. You're you're replacing guys who are on bye week, or maybe you had some wild injuries, and that's why you're still maybe you know your team is so good that you have an interchangeable player. But really, people on the waiver wire, waiver wire right now should not really be considered maybe, you know, like a game-changing player at this point. Like we know Unless what a these player guys, out there that you think could turn into a game-changer. You want to stash them on your bench, maybe. Maybe, but uh, most right. of the players we're going to mention, we, we know who they are and, and what they can do. There's a few potential game-changers in there, though. We'll get there. Yeah, well, if I'm going to start with one, uh, I would say Michael Pittman uh-huh. Jr. Or is it this, Jr. or just Michael Pittman? It says Michael Pittman on like the sleep rap, for example, but uh, I've always been calling him Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, eh, I, and the, the reason why I say him, so this is the second time I'm going to mention a situation like this on the podcast. Um, I had picked him up in a league, and then he had his one bad week. When he got and then I, well, no, no, no. Like I just recently picked him oh, up. Oh, recently, okay. And then he had a mediocre – on his comeback game, he did nothing. And then this past week, we saw him get into the double digits. Um, Indianapolis wants him to be the big playmaker. Um, it's just Phillip Rivers. It'll all depend on him and if he just wants to check down the whole game to Naheem Hines. But I think Pittman Jr. is somebody going towards the playoffs, especially with his great matchups coming up, that – you know, if yep. you get an injury, he could be slotted in and not be terrible. Not just not terrible. He's got he definitely has the talent to be um, very fantasy relevant and, and help your team win. Um, what was interesting about this past game is, yeah, like you said, Anthony, Pittman was supposed to be this big play guy, kind of like a Mike Williams guy. Go down the field, uh, yeah. go up, get a contested ball. Um, that's kind of the comparison for Philip Rivers there. Uh, but they were using him in other ways. They were throwing him some screens. Uh, they were using him on short passes and trying to get yards after the catch. Um, he had a good game, 15 points and half-point PPR. He had eight targets, caught seven for 101 yards. He was used. And I think, uh, Indy needs I, somebody to be used here. And, and I think he'll do better as long as everybody else stays healthy as well because if T.Y. Hilton's on the field, if Moali Cox is on the field, uh, Zach Pascal – and Naeem Hines, especially, defense has got to keep their eyes out for him. So I think uh, just ha- with all those options, it might like free up Michael Pittman and you know yeah. get you some Moose, thoughts on Pittman. Points. I mean, it's not thoughts about Pittman; it's it's thoughts about Philip Rivers. 
Right. <laughs> you, you, need Phillip, you need Philip Rivers to get him the ball. And I just, I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think that Philip Rivers is someone you can trust to do that. Right. I mean, he's not great. He's not great. That's for sure. It's not like, uh, you know, not like you're trusting Patrick Mahomes here to get some of the ball. That's for sure. But that being said, like, I still think, I still think Pittman's a play. His playoff matchups in week 14, 15, typical fantasy playoff uh, weeks, are Las Vegas, Houston. Those are pretty favorable. Um, and listen, Pittman's a guy I thought preseason he was my guy to be the rookie wide receiver leader because he has that talent and that ability. Um, so if Phil Rivers can figure it out just enough to get him the ball, he's he's definite, definite possibility. I think if you, you have a spot on your bench, pick him up. Yeah. All right, who's next, guys? We talked Pittman. Who's most next most attractive on that list? Um, I'll let somebody else go. Bruce Wayne (laughs) Goldman? No. (laughs) No, no, I wouldn't say so. I'd say probably maybe the next most attractive would be Cole Beasley. Yeah, I mean, Cole Beasley's definitely way up there. He's owned more than some of the other players we're going to talk about. So Michael Pittman is not owned in most leagues. Cole Beasley is owned in the majority of leagues, but someone that we talked about a lot on the podcast. What do, what do you think about him? Is Well, I don't think too highly of Cole Beasley, but at this point in the season, if you're desperate for a wide receiver, I mean, pick him up. He's, he's a good option. He, he gets targets. You know, he'll get you a couple of yards after the carry. Uh, Josh Allen seems to trust him, so that's, that's a good thing. Um, so, yeah, I and think... we know if, Anthony's a fan. Yeah, I think if you're if you're in a pinch <laughs> and you need a wide receiver, pick up Cole Beasley. Yeah, and Anthony's talked about him quite a bit on the podcast. He's yeah, a, but he's a Cole but Beasley Moose, fan. Moose uh, said it uh, last episode that there's all these game scripts um, that change with teams, and that's why there's so many up and downs with different fantasy players. Um, one week it'll be John Brown that kills it. The next week it will be Cole Beasley. Like this week, we were fortunate enough to see. Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Beasley do well. Uh, next week it could be Gabriel Davis, but next week they're on a buy, or this week they're on a buy. But yeah, I, I you think know, you're, I think you're desperate. Solid. I think you're desperate if you're picking up Cole Beasley. But I think more often than not, especially this season, I wouldn't say for the other ones so much um, that he could be a solid flex because that he does get targeted a fair amount. Yeah, this is what I'm it's saying. Just, if you have an injury or you yeah. got to slot someone in for a buy. You know, you could pay up Cole Beasley, but he's not going to – I don't think he's going to win you leagues. Yeah, but I would rather play him over, like – I would feel more confident playing him over Michael Pittman Jr., for example. Yeah, for sure. More Just because I know. More of a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. All right, since we're on the wide receiver train here, let's uh, let's stoke the fire and the coal of the steam engine, keep the wide receiver train going. I'm going to name three wide receivers, and we'll do like kind of a little rapid oh. fire on them. Damn. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling owned, according to Sleeper, in 20% of the leagues. Had a huge game last week. No. Nope. Uh, Keelan Cole owned nope. in. Sorry? Am I, are we oh, supposed to be answering? You just... said rapid fire, so I was rapid fire. <laughs> Let me finish the three of them. Keelan Cole owned in 30% of leagues. Uh, could potentially be the number one guy on a, a bad Jacksonville team. And uh, Josh Reynolds uh, owned in 14% of leagues. His last three games, eight, nine, ten targets. Last week caught eight for 94 yards, had 13 fantasy points. Are any of these, first of all, rank them, but are any of them, would you pick up any of them? 
No, um, start with you. Yeah. I, are you starting with me? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say Josh Reynolds, Keelan Cole, Marquise Valdez-Scantling. Marquez Valdez-Scantling last. Okay. Uh, do you Would you pick up Reynolds? Is he worth a pickup? No. I Like, unless you need to. Mm, yeah. Like... Uh, J- I, um, Jared Goff, you know, we saw him. He wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna, it's going to the running backs. It's going to Robert Woods. It's going to Cooper Cup. It's going to either Higby or uh, Everett. And then, like maybe, like maybe you'll get a deep ball to Josh Reynolds or a couple, you know, first down passes to him. But well, like, he's not. I, in I every don't know week. if that's accurate because. The last three games, he had eight, nine, and ten targets. So I'm not sure that that's the case. And what I've noticed is when they have a, a good matchup, they use Woods and Cup being covered by the best corners or DBs kind of as a distraction, and they actually target Josh Reynolds quite a bit. And that being said, their next three matchups are Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Arizona, and we could even include New England. Their next four matchups, they'll Woods and Cup will be facing very good um, DBs. So Reynolds might be a play. The next four weeks. Yeah, but I, I think all these receivers are the same and have the same issues, which which will make it tough for you to pick up or not. Like, I'll rank them, and then I'll explain why. I go Keelan Cole, uh, Valdez, Scantling, Reynolds. Um, I put Keelan Cole first because, I don't know, he's done more than the other two if you take the whole, if you look at the whole season and every week what he's done, but the truth of the matter is, for all three of them, you don't know when they're going to kill it or when they're not going to kill it. Like last week, DJ Chark was the guy, and Keelan Cole got nothing. Keelan Cole looked really well, uh, looked really good this week because he had the return touchdown too. So he's not going to return a, t- uh, a kick for or a punt for a touchdown every week. Um, next week he might do nothing. Reynolds might do nothing next week. He's only had three double digit weeks. The rest he's averaged five points or less. Um, and Valdez Scantling, it's the past two weeks. He had killer weeks. And then before that, when was the last time? Like game one or game two? More so, importantly, when, when was the last time he caught a ball? Like it's a miracle that you yeah. know he even keeps it well, in his hands. Like a, he caught like a fifty-yard bomb and then took it another twenty-five yards to the house last yeah. game. But but I mean like but that's great. When play, was the, when was the last time? That's not a repeat. Yeah. That's like a first time. Yeah, he's done it two weeks back to back, and you can't expect it every week. It's if you put them in, you look like a genius. If you don't, they might kill it but you can't blame yourself for that you can't predict these players and with valdez scanling i would also put him third amongst i would put him third amongst those three because um what's his face is coming back alan lazard is potentially coming back so that could uh, make the situation a little murkier there um but i think keelan cole you know if, if you have a spot on your bench let's say moose you're talking about you should have your your team basically set yeah your starters are set but let's say there's always those one or two bottom people on your team that you know, you're not sure about if they're really crappy, if they're crappy wide receiver, maybe switch them out for Keelan Cole. Um, Cause it could be a great option. And then if DJ Chark gets hurt, whew, uh, then he's, he's definitely going to be the, the option. Do for you have a, so. would you rather uh, uh, comparison? Do you have for, one? Okay. Would, for okay. Keelan well, let's Cole. think any of these guys we mentioned, Marquez, Keelan, Josh, would okay. you rather any of them or Jalen Rieger? Oh, <sighs> I mean, uh, there are, I would put Jalen Rieger in this category. Yeah. I would say the only 
reason I would put Rager in or Rieger in before is it Rager or Rieger? This one I'm not sure. Rager. Rager. Rager? Okay. The only reason why I would put him in is because they're still trying to figure out who their number one is, and he's supposed to be the future, so I think they'll try and get him the ball because even though Alshon Jeffrey is practicing, I don't think he'll take over like and just get the number one spot. So I don't okay. know. Hurts uh, is coming try. back. Fulgham's there. Yeah. Uh, let's try. So any of these three guys that we mentioned or Antonio Brown? Well, I mean, ugh. it's all the it's same. the same. It's There's the same, the same situation. But if we I wouldn't, pick I one, wouldn't uh... rather any of them. It, I option three, none of them. <laughs> I mean, these I are realistic things. Ke- I mean, Antonio Brown. I would Brown's probably roster. take Keelan. Yeah, but you're saying like guys that you might have drafted that is in your flex spot, or like Antonio Brown is like a waiver wire pickup too. So okay, okay, okay. So maybe have drafted. Uh, any of these three guys or Darius Slayton? I'd play Darius Slayton, but yeah. he's on buy, so really? it won't matter. All right, yeah. this one's gonna rock your socks here. Any three of these guys or Amari Cooper? Oof. I I I'd play Amari Cooper. Yeah, gotta play Amari Cooper. All right. So if it's between, you heard it here first, guys. If it's between those guys or these three that we mentioned. Stick with the people you have already on your roster. I mean, right. at, the, well, at this point, more time yeah, at this point, if you've been actively waiver wiring, you, you probably should have someone on your bench that are that's better than any of these three guys. But if for whatever reason you drafted everybody from the same team and they're all on by this week, then maybe you can pick one of these guys up. <laughs> yeah, or your receivers are... Yeah, Allen Robinson, Stefan Diggs, and Sterling Shepard. They're all on by. Um, but Michael Pittman definitely could be worth a pickup with those other three. Beasley, Cole Reynolds, eh, less so. Okay, so we talked enough wide receiver. Let's go running back. It's thin at running back in terms of healthy running backs that are rostered, and it's very thin on the waiver wire. So there's not many options. Could be even worse than wide receiver. There's three names I want to bring up. Four names, sorry, I should say. Wayne Goldline Gallman, who's rostered in 59% of leagues. He seems to be the red zone back. Had two touchdowns last week. Uh, Naheem Hines, who you never know from week to week if he's going to be the guy or not. He's rostered in about 46% of leagues. Um, he was uh, one of the top scoring uh, running backs last this past week. Uh, Kalen Ballage, only rostered in 39% of leagues. Two weeks in a row, double-digit points in half-point PPR. And then uh, deep, deep waiver wire pickup salvin ahmed he's owned in about five percent of leagues he is uh had a great game for miami um and miles gaskin if he's still out looks like ahmed's going to be the starter their next four matchups denver not great but then jets cincinnati kansas city all very plus matchups for running backs can i get an apology here um i think i deserve an apology for what um i'm just looking at the miami backfield Jordan Howard is a healthy scratch. No, dude, they Patrick cut him. Laird. They cut him. He's not even on my team anymore. Okay, He's cut. okay, fair. He's cut. Patrick Laird has had more fantasy points than Jordan Howard has, and you guys <laughs> said he would have zero touches. Jordan Howard is off the team, and you guys were Anthony, praising Anthony, his name. Anthony. Patrick Laird so bad. No, no, no okay, that okay, but l- not only did 
were they at first using Jordan Howard more, but Jordan Howard's out of the picture. Miles Gaston but replaced they, him. Miles yeah, Gaston's out of the they, picture. You, they had to dig a very deep to get thing. Salvon Ahmed. And you're they were going a, Matt Breida over Patrick Laird. You're missing a very important thing. I it? said you have Jordan Howard, Matt Breyer, Patrick Laird. I never said Laird was good. I said three of them are going to carry the ball. Right now, it's Laird. Um, not Gaskin and uh, Ahmad that you it mentioned. Is, What's it's only because Gaskin. None of the things Gaskin you said have been injury. true because they're not. They're not doing a running back by committee. Yeah, but they have. Okay, a, they go. They have a go-to Gaskin, guy. Gaskin wasn't in the picture when we were talking about it. Of the three guys who has more fantasy points, and it's been layered over Breda. Okay, and you want to stand. You want to stand on that hill. You want to. You want to make your stand it, on Patrick Laird. No, it's not a, because it, Jordan this, Howard got the, cut. No. You guys were praising Jordan. Hold on. Okay, so you guys apologize for telling people to draft Jordan Howard. You have to stop talking. (laughs) Okay, good for you. You predicted the (laughs) Dolphins' backfield. Well done, Anthony. He did bring the Dolphins' backfield. Yes, I did. Hold on. on. I'm trying to apologize. You keep interrupting. Can you you apologize to me now? Can you apologize to me for interrupting? No. Explain to your podcast why it's wrong. I'm not going to apologize then. Anthony. Saying saying you're right in this situation is like it's like it's okay, like the, so, the, no, the David, lesser the point. of the two evils here. Forget I'm not about the point. Okay, forget Anthony, about Laird. Anthony. You predicted the sun was going to come up tomorrow. Great. Uh, the Miami backfield is a disaster. When Miles Gaskin comes back, he's going to be the guy. Salvon Ahmed was an undrafted uh, rookie who was with the 49ers. The 49ers said, "Hey, we've got a bunch of guys with terrible knee injuries, probably going to be out." But we don't even want you. You're cut. You're gone. And they took Hasty instead. He had one yeah. good game. Let's see how we, it goes. Yeah. Okay. L- let me just finish this conversation. It's really I'm busting <laughs> the balls about the Patrick Laird part. But the whole point of that argument was you guys made it a bigger thing. Because my main point was there was too many people there to allow Jordan Howard to be that sleeper pick. So the point is Jordan Howard, not only was he... That he's not a sleeper pick. He's not even on a team right now. So that yes. was the point. So that was more the point. Moose and I thought Jordan Howard would take the backfield. We were wrong. We've already said that we were wrong. On he took that. the backseat. Jordan Howard, according to Miami, Jordan Howard sucks and was cut. But it wasn't because there were too many mouths to feed and they were going to go running back by committee. It wasn't that at all. It was they felt Jordan Howard is not good and they are not going running back by committee. They're going with a lead back approach. It was Miles Gaskin. In this past game, it was Salvon Ahmed. So it's not a running back by committee issue. Anyways, out of all those running backs named, Hines, Ballage, Gallman, Ahmed, are any of them worth picking up? Gallman, yes, but be careful because Devontae Freeman's coming back. They have a bye week. That's what I was going to say. After the bye week, Devontae Freeman's back, and then that whole backfield's muddled again. And I I, I don't think... I mean, You don't think he still gets the red zone? Work? No, I, I would give Devonta Freeman no. the red zone work hmm. if I was coaching the Giants. <laughs> Very and plus, we also thought Alfred Morris might get them, so Alfred Morris might get in there at some point too because it's all over the place right now. Yeah, it is certainly muddled. Um, I think running backs, uh, it's so thin at running backs that I would probably take a chance on one of these guys if if I was just looking to, let's say, dump a bottom-end wide receiver like Amari Cooper. Well, so who, who would you um, go with? Who would, who would top your list out of these guys? Oh man, it's so if it was for short term work, I would pick. So if I need someone for this week, week 11 only, I would pick up Salvan Ahmed. Um, 
because Miles Gaskin should still be out. Actually, they're playing Denver. Mm, maybe not. <laughs> if Miles Gaskin's still out in Week 12 against the Jets, I would definitely take Salvan Ahmed um, or Kalen Bollage if I'm looking for short-term work until Eckler's back. If I'm looking for a potential um, league winner type running back, I would pick up Naheem Hines because if Taylor's injury turns out to be a, you know, that he's been dealing with turns out to be, ah, we're sitting him. Or even if Wilkins gets injured, Naheem Hines clearly showed that he can handle more of a workload and could be, uh, you know, the main guy on a very good Colts team. So, and especially if you're in half PPR or PPR formats, because he, he got like what, 14 targets last game. He's, he's, he'd be the guy I have a target. He should be rostered. Anthony, agree, disagree? Um, I don't really like any of them. I guess I'll mention, I'm just checking the percentage owned. I would still say pick up a guy like Gus Edwards. Um, he's 32% owned on sleeper. Mark Ingram, he's old. He's old! Oh. And, and um, yeah, he's kind of being phased out. Dobbins, you know, he gets in there, but I think Gus Edwards is more reliable. Even in the, the receiving game, I think he had a big 30-yard reception. So they're looking – I think Gus Edwards will get the most carries. So I would say at some point they'll get in the red zone, and if Lamar Jackson doesn't run it in, Gus Edwards will certainly be the guy that does. Mm, good so point. I would say, like, I would rather pick up a Gus Edwards even over a Malcolm Brown because Malcolm Brown is like the receiving uh, – the guys we said to pick up at uh, – in the wide receiver position because is it Malcolm Brown this week? Is it uh, Henderson or is it Akers? We don't know. So I think Gus Edwards is solid, even though it's a big backfield, like with carries to share. I do like Gus Edwards and uh, I did not know he was that low percentage owned in most leagues. I think uh, that's a good point. Gus would probably mm, edge out Hines for me. Maybe if it's PPR, definitely you... Hines. If it's half point. But are you still are you still starting Gus Edwards if Mark Ingram's healthy, like full healthy? No. At this point, even right before Mark Ingram got injured, I think Gus Edwards was almost like on par with uh, with Mark Ingram. I think they were similar fantasy point wise. So you can't really count on any of them. But it seems like Gus Edwards is going to be the guy for the rest of season because Mark Ingram's too. Like he's he doesn't have a high yards per carry this season, so it's not. Mark Ingram looks terrible, to be honest. Yeah. But well, they'll, still, they'll still use him because they, you know, he's a veteran guy. Yeah. All right, guys, I want to bring up a name that might surprise you. I think Anthony might get excited by this. Daniel Danny Dimes, speedy legs, stumbles with five yards to go on hundred yards. This camper, week. Jones, Daniel Jones, owning about thirty percent of leagues. Um, now he has a bye week this week, but after that, week 12, 13, 14, very important weeks for making the playoffs. He's playing the Bengals, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, three very favorable matchups for quarterbacks. What are your thoughts about picking this guy up and stashing him on your bench this week as a streamer for later on? My thoughts about this is after the bye week to see what the New York passing game looks like with Dante Pettis involved. Sorry, I did the Giants they, pick up Dante Pettis? They sure did. Oh, wow. Good so, for Dante I think if... He's bad. Well, he wasn't, though. He has attitude issues. 
but uh, that attitude doesn't stop you from catching the ball. Just uh, look up Antonio Brown. But um, <laughs> I think I think maybe if you know Danny Dimes has more options to drop dimes to, you know, it it, it definitely could be possible. I I think he's already got some decent options. I mean, Slayton and Shepard have looked uh, very usable. Evan Engram has been playing a lot better of late. Um, and the key about Danny Dimes is the boy can run. He can run, man. He's he can get rushing touchdowns, um, which is huge for quarterbacks. And he picks up rushing yards, so it's he's he's not that bad. Anthony, you have him in dynasty. Talk to us. Yeah, I would say the the scary thing for him in key uh, in um, redraft leagues is that he usually has problems with turnovers. Um, I think he can. Like last game, he didn't have any, I believe. So Ooh. he's learning. Um, it helps. He can like, be he, taught. I think he's being let loose a little bit. So if he feels like he needs to run, he will run. And it, like they had some design run plays for him. They're they're getting him more involved in the run game because the run game is already crap. So I don't know. It, it, I think it's a good guy to have on your team to stream, especially heading to the playoffs. And who knows what could happen? Like we saw... Drew Brees with that uh, punctured lung this week. So if you need a potential long-term option, he could be the guy, but doesn't really help you this week for because he's on bye. So who who would you guys suggest if you need a one like a pickup for this week and to or to replace uh Brees, who would be like a this week play? Well, you mentioned Drew Brees. Do we talk about Jameis Winston and our thoughts on him as a potential i mean last year with the bucks james winston was a great fantasy option so it needs to be addressed yeah uh i guess in redrafts he he will be one of the available qbs um but everybody's gonna fight for him now um i guess Taysom hill we should probably look at as well even though we (laughs) we don't want to Mm um never know what sean payton's gonna do like i think he like sometimes we've mentioned this before. Sometimes he looks like a genius, and sometimes you're like, "What the hell is he doing?" So I don't know. I guess to save your butt, Winston. Yeah, Moose. What do you think about Winston? Like, if you're the Bree- if you own Breeze, Breeze is your guy. Which, eh, sorry if he is, but um, I, I would pick up Winston. I guess. Moose, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, the guy hasn't played. You know, all season really. I'm sure he'll do fine, but I mean, uh, what what choice do you have? I mean, Daniel Jones, Philip Rivers, Baker Mayfield, Nick Foles. I mean, maybe Yikes. you could you could gamble with Tua. I mean, he's getting better every week. Yeah, he's yeah. against the Broncos defense, though. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many chances you want to give Cam Newton. He's playing the Texans this week. Um. Like yeah, it's not looking good out there. Matt Stafford against the Panthers uh, is an option. Joe Burrow is rostered in most leagues. He's playing the Washington Washingtons. Herbert's for sure rostered in most leagues. Um, yeah, Dallas, you're staring clear of. It's not looking good out there, guys. It's not looking good. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, um, hopefully if, if you're the Drew Brees owner, or if you're Josh Allen on buy this week, hopefully you have someone to turn to, but it's uh, it's uh, not looking good. <laughs> Flip a coin, basically, between all the people we mentioned. That's yeah, what I would you say. You might have to take a loss. 
Well, never. I mean, never, never, never give in to a loss. But uh, what about defenses, guys? Have a gander at the old week 11 Sketty. Since we're already, on the, we're already on the streamers. Unless there's more waiver wire options you guys want to talk about. Receiver. We didn't mention any tight ends, but like, I mean. Not much out there. Tight ends is, yeah. it's, yeah. It's, you have your tight end. If you don't have your tight end right now, Godspeed. <laughs> because it's going to be tough. Um, so let's get into streamers. We talked about some QB possibilities. Let's talk about defenses. Um, what do you guys like this week in terms of defense? Chargers? Chargers team against. Yeah. Oh, of course, Moose, because yeah. they're playing the Balsa Wood Jets, the paper airplane <laughs> Jets, um, and the Chargers probably not uh, probably available in a lot of leagues. I would say. Any others there, Anthony? Anyone you like? Uh, I was going to say that as well because I have some receivers in that matchup, so I was very aware of the Jets um, game. Um, Chiefs coming off Eagles by. are playing the Browns. Chiefs coming off by if someone dropped them. The Chiefs are a great defense. So and, if they were dropped in the league, great point. Yeah, and they're playing uh, Las Vegas. They're going to want revenge on Las Vegas. Yeah, they're going to want yeah. revenge. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. There's not too many that... Um, happy with over here what do you guys think of uh, the eagles versus the browns how do you see that playing out and then is one of those defenses worth streaming i'd stream the browns really eh? yeah the browns D's that's how bad the eagles looked good. last week <laughs> yeah yeah and if it's at cleveland which it is you just pray for poor weather and then it could be a really low scoring affair <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cleveland's an option as a defense streamer. Uh, keep your eye out for Kansas City if they were dropped in your leagues. And the Chargers playing the Jets. Yeah, there's some good options right there. Sweet. Do you want to get uh do you want to get sneaky here? A sneaky deaky waiver pickup of the weeky? Yeah, I want that. <laughs> um Atlanta Falcons D that's been playing well against Jameis Winston. Ooh, because he's the interception guy. I like it. That's very yeah. bold, but I like it. That's good, bold good and take. Moose, like Moose said, he doesn't really check down, so it's worrisome for Camara owners, and he always looks down the field. So I feel like he's gonna force some balls. He's gonna make some mistakes, or even Taysom Hill just fumbling the ball, uh, <laughs> being in the QB position because he only yeah. knows how to run and not to throw. So Swing I think it could be a sneaky pickup. Although Atlanta, their their secondaries pretty weak yeah they're a good run defense but their secondary is weak so that would be a real that's a real gamble <laughs> if you're doing yeah, that it, if you if you go for the d that you actually want on the waiver wire and you just don't acquire them and you're like really stuck i would say go with atlanta you might be able to hit there maybe might get some of those ints those because who knows IMTs. baltimore defense had one point this week and they're supposed to be top three so like, uh, what do you have to lose at this point? What do you have to lose? All right, guys, real quick. Uh, the Thursday night matchup this week is like a Monday night matchup. It's the Arizona Cardinals versus the Seattle Seahawks. Can Ooh, we just baby. safely say start everyone that you own on this team on offense? Yeah. yeah, on both sides. Yes. Yeah. And if you're a DK Metcalf owner, pray that he doesn't get held out this game too. <laughs> well, because it was it was last week they did trouble, and the last time he had trouble was against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, yeah exactly. and it was uh, Patrick Peterson is the person to look out for. Buda Baker partially, but it's really Patrick Peterson who's the good uh, corner. 
Yeah, I don't know if it happens twice. I did mention be careful for DK having a bus week this past week, and it did happen. Um, as a DK owner, yep. not happy about it, but I did predict that. Um, I say he's better this week, this Thursday. I think the Seahawks, they, they have to win, right? Like this is for the division. They can't lose twice to Arizona, and they're both six and three teams. So it's a big game. Anyway, start everyone offense. Do not start either defense. Um, yeah, I think the over-under is set at 58 right now. So <laughs> it's supposed to be a high-scoring affair. It should be fun. Can't wait for that one. Yeah. All right. If there's no words of wisdom, gentlemen, I think uh, that wraps it up for our Week 11 Waiver Wire episode. Um, it's very – if last week was crunch time, it's like ultra crunchy coffee, uh, coffee crisp crunch time now. So um, make sure your starts and sits are in order. Get on that waiver wire if you need somebody. Dave, uh, I really didn't mean yeah. to interrupt. I just thought of another yeah. wild streamer. Oh, bring it. Hit us. This is, this is a wild one. Joe Flacco. Ah, Balsa Wood Jets against the Chargers. I mean, he looked. He you looked can't okay. Say stream the Chargers and Joe Flacco. Can you say that in the same breath? I, I mean, I guess not. But I, I would just—I hadn't thought about it until just now. They've already announced him as the starter. I mean, he looked pretty good against New England. Actually, you know what? <sighs> If the Jets are going to win a game, this might be it. So, like, this might be their chance. They know, too. Like, they have a serious chance about going 0-16. The Chargers are, like, the new Atlanta Falcons. But instead of giving up big leads, they just give up, like, very close game leads all the time. I think they've lost by a touchdown or less, like, an inordinate amount of times in the past two years. Like, it's insane. So, could be possible. Could be possible if you're desperate, Joe Flacco. All right. If that is all, then we'll wrap it up. We'll finish with Joe Fl- on a Joe Flacco note. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.